Good evening. Welcome to Fit Talk with Nick. I am your host, Nick Rodriguez. This is the show where we cover a broad range of health and wellness topics. Today, we are going to go over exercise adherence and a little bit of the social dimensions of wellness just based off a personal experience that I had recently and that a lot of people could relate to. All right, so what do we know about social dimensions of wellness? The first episode, we covered it a little bit along with the other five. Um, it covers how you give back to people, your community, um, maintaining good relationships, friendships, uh, marriages, anything of the sort. You could apply this to nature. You could apply it to animals. You could apply it with objects. You could apply it with any type of way to get information, social media, news, movies, anything like that. Um, it's important to make sure it's all healthy and you're not overdoing it. Every relationship has pros. It all has cons. Um, some of them are fulfilling. Some of them are unfulfilling. But at the end of the day, it's up to the individual to figure out what works for them. Um, I only want to talk about this because I was recently at a wedding last week. I have not seen some people for years, probably five years or so. Um, also, it was a very beautiful service. A couple of friends of mine got married. Everything went smooth. Someone almost knocked over some candles, but nothing too crazy. But it reminded me of maintaining all these relationships with these people because I'm not the best at that. However, I feel that I am at more of my peak when I have a solid support system or friends that I talk to often, even family members. I usually talk to my cousin pretty often. Um, but there are other people in life, whether it's mine or somebody else's, that matter. It's important to maintain those things. And just being at that wedding, seeing all these people again, talking, catching up, it kind of just brought all that back. Not only that, we all reminisced a little bit, so it's kind of good to go back, feel some nostalgia, just to get a little reminder of what the world actually holds. It gets difficult sometimes when you are working all the time, cleaning, you kind of can't get caught up in life. So it's good to pause a little bit, take a moment, maybe catch up with somebody, get a little grounded, and then just return to the everyday life. Because at the end of the day, all those things aren't going anywhere. They're always going to be around. You're always going to be stressed. You're always going to have a challenge. You're always going to have an obstacle. It just matters how you get over it and who's with you at that time. Because some people are not going to help you over. Some people might even trip you. It might even be difficult if certain people aren't around. That's why it's very important to maintain and just be aware. Another reason I wanted to say this is because the holidays are coming up. Um, for certain people, I should say, not everybody celebrates Easter. I really don't celebrate Easter. I do love the jelly beans though. Um, but people are traveling, people might be eating certain dinners, they might be seeing people they haven't seen in a long time, or they see people all the time. I use these days, as I believe everybody should, just to kind of slow down, remember where you came from, remember who you have in your life, and remember what you got. It's, it's a big perspective turner, but I just think it's very important for people to remember that. Now let's get to the real topic of today, exercise adherence. Adherence basically means... Uh, your level of commitment to somebody or something. Let's say journaling. Do you journal every day? Do you journal once a week? What is your adherence? What is the possibility that you are going to continue to do something that you believe in or that you like or that brings you fulfillment? In this regard, we're just going to talk about exercise. But listen, adherence, like I said before, is applicable to everything. Um, some of the ways to better improve your exercise or your habit building or adherence Discipline, beliefs, values. You got to make it fun for yourself. You can have a partner. You can join a class. Hold yourself accountable or have someone else do it. That's why I have a job. Um, remember reward systems, education, 
variety. These are all just random words, but once you put them all together, it has a lot of meaning. Example for your adherence when it comes to discipline. Not everybody wants to wake up and exercise, not even myself, not even The Rock, not even somebody getting into it or somebody who's been doing it for 30 years. You kind of got to force yourself to do that because not everybody feels good every single day. You might be battling a death, um, a little bout of depression, maybe some anxiety. Maybe you didn't sleep well the night before. Maybe you feel a little bit under the weather. Well, for that one, you should take some time off. But anything like that, that wants to pull you back, you kind of have to have the discipline to say, no, I'm not going to sit down, be comfortable, eat this meal, watch this show. I have to go to the gym because I've been doing that for eight weeks and I just want to stay on top of it. Another thing that'll help, as I said before, belief and value. Do you actually believe in exercise? Do you value what it does for you and how it could change your life? If you do, it's going to be easier for you to exercise. If you do not, it's going to be much easier for you to just slack off, not really take those first couple steps in order to make that change. Um, Another good way to do this is always make it fun for yourself. You can do a ton of things for this. You could do random hikes. You could go rucking. You could literally take out a deck of cards. There are four suits to a deck of cards. Assign four exercises to each suit. Pull out a card. Each number represents the amount of reps you can do or sets you can do. We'll say reps just because ace down to the kings is it's a lot. We'll say one through 12. You could simply pull out a deck of cards, do squats. Every time you pull out a one, do one rep. Every time you pull out a three, you do three reps. Mix it up, make it a little bit challenging, make it fun. That also ties into creativity because that is a very creative thing. I read it in a book. Other people have creative minds so they can think of these activities that will help them adhere to that exercise or art or eating right or anything. Have a partner and join a class, kind of tied to the same thing. You can bring a friend, you can bring a neighbor, family member, um, anybody that you want. I mean, some places probably have like cat dog yoga classes, like who knows? Or you can join a class. I like either option. They work for a lot of people, not necessarily me. I, I like to work out in solitude. But I know people that literally do not go to the gym unless they have a partner. I know people that only go to classes to socialize. It's not the best use of classes, but if it gets you in the gym and it gets you moving a little bit, that's really not so bad. Another hard one is self-accountability. This kind of ties into the discipline. If you're not holding yourself accountable, you will be undisciplined. There is no need to change your ways if you don't think there is an issue with your ways and you don't take these steps to change your ways. Whether that's time management, eating bad, sleeping bad, not fulfilling your morning or evening routine, anything like that, you got to hold yourself accountable. Um, Or just have somebody else do it for you. Friend, family member, trainer, wellness coach, virtual coach, anything like that, that can keep you moving in the right direction even when you don't want to. Another thing to look into is reward systems. You could either positively reinforce yourself or negatively reinforce yourself. I mean, if you lack with going to the gym one day and your discipline goes down and you don't hold yourself accountable, you're just going to repeat the same process. So the reward system is pretty much line up with, I would say, discipline and self-accountability. If you do not go to the gym, do not give yourself what you want for the day. It sounds mean, but it's just a way of keeping yourself moving forward so you don't regress and then end up undoing everything that you just did or have been trying to do for the past couple of weeks, days, months, so on and so forth. You could give yourself a meal, go to dinner at the end of the week, go have that piece of cake, This is going to seem very backwards for some people. 
I don't necessarily believe eating bad is the end all be all. Nutrition is huge when it comes to exercise and making change with your body. But I don't necessarily think people should beat themselves up or restrict themselves from pie or cake for the rest of their life. I mean, if you're having pie once a month, twice a month, it's, it's really not that bad. But you can use that as a reward system, something you may not get every day, to kind of curtail your lack of discipline or you wanting to just not work out or not stick to what you wanted to do. When it comes to education, I think this is one of the most important things. I always talk with people and a few things that keep them out of the gym is education because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know if they're doing it right. Uh, they're not a, they're not confident enough to ask or they just feel weird. Two, people do not like being looked at in the gym. And just FYI, most people are not there to look at you. And three, you just have to gather the information that interests you because I believe that helps you with exercise um, and anything, honestly. I did a lot of body weight training when I was younger. I loved to see people do those like uh, the calisthenics sports, that, that street calisthenics. I wanted to master pull-ups as best I could. Did I master pull-ups? Absolutely not. Did I even get to a muscle-up? No. But I will tell you for about 9 to 12 months, I was doing that pretty much religiously. And I was in very good shape cardio-wise, strength-wise. Um, and I just used my interest in bodyweight training in those street sports in order to move myself in that general direction. Everything changes in life. Your goals are going to change. Who you are as a person is going to change. The way you look is going to change. Don't necessarily fight all that stuff because now I'm not necessarily into bodyweight training all the time. It's something that I really like still, but I've gravitated more towards kettlebells. So instead of fighting the switch, I learned more about kettlebells. I got introduced. I started testing them out, found out if we like it, and now I add it into my everyday routine. Now, I know the information seems very simple, and it is. However, it's not easy to follow. Now, you could eat right. You could get your 10,000 steps in. You could lift weights a couple days a week. You can go on a jog. Uh, you could eat more fruits and vegetables and drink more water. It all sounds very simple. It is not easy to do. It's hard for people to add those things into their daily life. Um, human behavior is <laughs> it's, it's incredible, actually, because it literally gets people to do things against their own self-interest. See, I know that Pepsi and Coke are bad. I love Pepsi and Coke. I've drank that crap since I was a kid. Sometimes I get little flare-ups, man, and I will drink a couple a week. It is not good. However, we are all human. We all make mistakes. We all fall off the boat sometimes. What matters, though, is coming back off of that habit and not drinking all that soda. So I go to my grandma's house. Man, she has soda in the fridge all the time. Always tempts me. I tell her how bad it is. She just laughs at me. She doesn't believe me. So when I go over there, I have to grab the water. I grab one Coke. I will not lie. However... I have to grab the water right after because I got to balance it out and I just got to stay true to my goals. True to me not trying to drink all that pop, ooh, soda, and pretty much putting good things in my body. It's it's pretty hard and it's kind of daunting, but we'd make the best out of it pretty much. But like I said, do not get too stressed if you fall off the boat with that type of stuff. Soda's not going anywhere. Water's not going anywhere. You have time to make the change. Simply make the change that you're trying to do. Stay on track. If you are tempted by anything or something else is in your environment that you don't want to do, for example, eat cake, don't eat the cake. Make a sandwich with whole grain bread. Maybe some white bread. PB&Js are really good. 
just don't eat white bread all the time. You know, just everything in moderation. It's a cliche that everybody says, but nobody listens to. But if you did, if we did, I bet a lot of us would be a lot healthier and happier. All of this leads me to something, a topic that is being monetized heavily nowadays and being talked about. It's self-investment. I'm going to just touch on one point for this discussion. Self-investment is one of the most important things you could possibly do in your life. It is not just used for getting a college degree, going to high school, learning how to cook, making money, making arts and crafts. It is a vehicle to pretty much turn yourself into whoever or whatever you want to be. Okay, If you want to be a cop, ingest that type of information, invest in the lifestyle that you want to attain pretty much. If you want to be fit, invest in that. Learn how to be fit. Get a gym membership. Start buying things that are more athletically entailed. Start easing your way in that general direction. Because if you're not investing in yourself, you're really not going to go anywhere. It's rare to find people who naturally want to invest in you, who naturally want to give you a shot or tell you a lot of positive news or helpful information. But we have the internet. We have books. We have some movies, documentaries, I'll say, um, and other people who have lived through those experiences that we can talk to, get resources, get information so that we can invest in ourselves. And by simply learning about something that you're interested in or that you're curious about is pretty much falling in line with that, that topic, that self-investment. By ingesting good sources, we'll say programs, we'll say educational shows on Netflix, we'll say any type of documents that you might read is not bad for you. Now, back to the top, is the relationship with that self-investment healthy? Are you always reading magazines? Do you have 30,000 subscriptions? Like me, I have a whole stack of books in my house, many of them read, many of them unread. I make my way through the pile, but I keep buying books. It's, it's something that I have to counteract, but video games is another thing for self-investment. Everyone says video games are bad. That debate could go on forever. There are some games that are not the best. Grand Theft Auto, it's fun as hell though, I'll tell you. And there are some games that are great, like XCOM 2. One strategy-based, one is just literally free play, do whatever the hell you want. Try to get five stars and run from the tanks as long as you can. At least that was my MO. So I see how it's negative in some people's eyes. However, there is still an investment there. There is hand-eye coordination. There is problem solving. There is being able to communicate with people in that game adapting to their culture, like World of Warcraft. I could never play a World of Warcraft game because I have no idea how that works. I have no idea the jargon. I have no idea the mechanics. I, I, have, I have no idea. That's not my world. But you put a bunch of books in me, sign me up for a book club, book drive maybe, I'm in there. But you have no problems for me. So it's just something that you have to think about where you are on those dimensions of wellness, on that plane. You just have to see where you fit in and what works best for you. Something else that I wanted to go over regarding self-investment, and this is a topic that I believe everybody should know about. It's learning how to move. If there's anything that you take from this, learn how to move. Buy a book about movement. Uh, find articles, videos, how to do a proper squat, how to do a proper push-up, how to do a wall sit, the progressions and regressions for a pull-up. Invest in that fitness knowledge so you can use it for yourself. That's, that's essentially what it's there for. It's there for you 
to digest and you to apply to your life so that way you can get results that you want to get. That also brings me to another topic. It's called greasing the groove. I apply this to strength training. I learned it from a Russian man named Pavel. Pavel Satsulin is actually his last name. He has a bunch of books. He's got a YouTube. He runs a Strong First organization. It's something that has been on my mind for a long time. I've been using it for years, ever since I first heard about it. And I think that it would benefit a lot of people because it's a very good way to ease someone into exercise or even eating fruits, even being able to improve their cardio. So essentially greasing the groove is doing a movement or an exercise throughout the day with many long breaks in between. So he talks about five to 15 minute breaks in between these movements. How it would work, let's say you wake up at eight, say you wake up at nine. You want to improve your push-up? Every five to 15 minutes, do five to 10 push-ups. Now, the number in and of itself is supposed to be half of everything you can do. So if you can do 20 push-ups, you're supposed to do 10. However, that number is going to continually go up. Your body's going to adapt to those movements, and your count will improve. I used to do it with pull-ups back when I was in college, and I'll be damned. My pull-ups went from 10 to 22. And when I stopped doing the grease in the groove, it went right back down to 12. So it definitely works quick. Nothing happens quick. If it does happen quick, it won't last long. But by sticking with this and reinforcing all the movements and the strength training that you're doing, you can keep it a lot longer. Now, he applies this to anybody that just wants to get fit. It could be applied to athletes. It could be applied to normal people. It can be applied to anybody who's trying to just lose some weight. But I think one of the best things to do is take simple exercises and apply greasing the groove to them. So we'll say a squat. A lot of people can't do a squat. Um, and the form for a squat, which I'm going to go over in a little bit, is very important for how people move. But a good way to use greasing the groove while working on your squat is to do wall sits. Why don't you do a max wall sit, 20 second wall sit, or 30 second wall sit every 15 minutes to get your legs fired up, adapted to the stress? Because that's all strength training is in cardio. It's your body adapting to stress. Once you adapt to that stress, the movement or the activity that you're doing is not as stressful anymore, and you'll need to increase the intensity to get another jolt, right? To get another change. So why not grease the groove with the squat? Do a wall sit 30 seconds every 15 minutes. Do that throughout the day. Aim for seven. Aim for seven wall sit, 30 seconds a pop throughout the day. Now add that volume up at the end of the day and look how much you did. That matters over time. If you can't do that all in one session, that's perfectly fine. Do what you can in that session. But think about it. If you only do two minutes of wall sits on Monday for your workout, and on Tuesday, you grease the groove all day, and now you did eight minutes of wall sits the next day, that's four times than you did the day before. So what do you think is going to happen to you the next time you go work out and do wall sits? Odds are you're going to sit for longer. Now, in the eyes of the people that write these books, experts in their field, this is not rocket science. To a normal individual, myself included, it is rocket science. When I was reading this stuff back in the day, I was like, what the hell are they talking about? I had to Google so much. I had to read more books. I had to look into more things and kind of get, get all the information right. But once you do, it can be applied. Now, the hard thing is breaking it down into layman's terms. 
and actually making it actionable. Um, and that's basically what I'm trying to do now by telling everybody this. We're trying to make this actionable. So at least for the next couple of days, try it out. Grease the groove. Do it with a push-up, a kneeling push-up. Do it with an overhead press. Do it with wall sits. Like I said before, do it with planks. Do it with anything that you want to do physically and start to adapt your body to that movement and to that stress. Eventually, it's all going to melt away. You won't be as sore. Your muscles won't burn so much. And then you can focus on a progression or another regression, or you can just try to increase the time, or you can move on to a whole different movement in and of itself. But I also like this just because you can do it with like a regular workout plan. It's not really going to interfere with anything just because it's so low impact and it's literally like every 15 minutes or just randomly throughout the day. So you don't really have to worry about kind of burning yourself out. I'm going to double back to the self-investment category again one last time. I mentioned that you can buy fitness programs or cardio programs. Some people think this is scammy. Some people think they won't benefit from it. Now, the people who sell these things or don't sell them, they give them out for free, they just post them on YouTube, odds are they know what they're talking about. Um, If they don't, you should definitely double-check everything and you should hold them accountable for it um, because we probably have a lot of people now in the social media era just doing random workouts and everyone is just crisscross with their training philosophies. That's another thing you have to understand. A lot of fitness and a lot of cardio is philosophy. It is not set in stone. There are 17 different ways you can train for strength. If you ask all these coaches in the world, you're probably going to get so many different answers just based on how they trained and who they learned it from. So I'm learning now, what matters is you have to tailor everything you do to yourself. That's why I like personalized fitness. That's why we try to create every single weekly plan or monthly plan to the person themselves, whether it's mobility, cardio, or even any type of strength training. It's all your goals. So if you buy a fitness program from a bodybuilder and you're looking to be a bodybuilder or or trying to go in that direction, go for it. That's going to help you. That's information that you do not know about that you're going to get. I have bought countless programs and learned a lot from them. I I apply some of their workout um, formats to my clients now, to my own workouts. I mean, Grease in the Groove by Pavel Satsalin. I literally just talked about that. I got that from somebody else. That wasn't my program, Um, but I apply it and damn it works. And I know it could work for a lot of other people. So don't be afraid to look into fitness program, cardio programs, anything that you see online, just learn about it, test it out. If it don't work, scrap it. There's nothing wrong with that. Now we're going to go over the form of a squat quick. So I just want everybody to visualize this. Stand up, test it out. Actually, that's what I would really like. When you stand and you get ready for a squat, you have to tighten and create tension in your whole body. Okay, a lot of people don't do this. I've been doing a lot of reading on mobility recently. Um, I learned a bunch of stuff from my old friend from school. Well, current friend still. His name's Ken. He's a smart guy, man. Taught me a lot of stuff. But something about the squat that people need to know about, you got to create torque in your hips. Um, And you do that literally by spinning your feet outward. I try to teach people this. It is difficult for some people to grasp, but it's not a super complicated concept. Stand tall. Your feet are going to be on the ground. You're going to be perfectly straight. Twist those feet out. External rotation, they call it. You're going to twist your feet outwards. They're not actually going to twist, all right? Your knee's just going to pop to the side a little bit but you're going to feel it in your hip. Your hip's going to lock up. You're going to squeeze your glutes. Just going to set your pelvis right. Squeeze your core. 
Make sure your shoulders are pulled back and down. Now you're pretty much in solid form, good form. Or you can just try to get into the anatomical position, palms forward, stand tall, shoulders back and down. Once you have that tension, your goal for exercise is to keep that tension. Once you lose that tension, you're going to feel your whole body loosen up like a noodle and your form is going to go off and it's not going to feel right. And that is when you are at a higher chance of exercise or injury. That and when you're fatigued, when you're barely standing right and you're breathing heavy and you're lifting a heavy weight, you're at a high chance of getting injured. So that's something to be aware of whenever you're basically doing movements. Keep that tension. Don't go, don't go limp noodle because you're definitely going to regret it. So stand up, twist the knees out, lock everything in together, and just try to do a squat. If your feet slide forward, the weight goes onto the ball of your foot, that's not good. Your weight has to be on your heels. Your weight has to come back as if you're sitting in a chair. They call it a box squat or a chair squat. Put something behind you that you could sit into, whether it's a chair, a stool, a a three-foot wall. It doesn't matter. Simply use it as a tool that you can sit back and teach yourself, get your body used to sitting back and not sliding those knees forward. If you've been squatting wrong, myself included, I was not squatting right back in the day. If you've been squatting wrong for 10 years, seven years, eight years, your body is naturally going to slide forward onto your feet. Now, there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. It could be your anatomy, mobility. It could be your body composition, weight. It matters. You can't bend over as much depending on size, right? All these things matter, so you have to do the best you can. However, use that tool to teach yourself to move properly so that way you don't run into these issues. You won't run into knee issues if you're moving right. You won't run into back issues if you're moving right. So basically, we're just trying to be proactive with this stuff. And that's why I just try to tell people, solidify that form, solidify that foundational strength, and then you won't have as many problems going forward with everything. All right, so we are going to recap for the day, all right? Remember the dimensions of wellness, that social dimension of wellness that I talked about earlier, just going to that wedding, connecting with family, friends, pets, nature. Just go outside on a walk. Just connect with something or someone that, I mean, you've known your entire life. You have friendships to maintain, relationships with family to maintain. So just don't neglect those things. And sometimes it's easy to kind of fall off to the wayside. I do it all the time. I'm working on it. But it's much better if you're present and with them and kind of sharing in life with them. As corny as that sounds, it does sound corny, but it's a great time and it makes you a lot happier. Think about it. That support system is a net in those times when you're really stressed out. Exercise adherence. Remember, that is just your commitment or your ability to stick to something that you like, you value, you believe in. We went over discipline, belief, and value, making it fun for yourself. Be creative. Have a partner or join a class. Um, Hold yourself accountable or get somebody else to do so. Learn about reward systems, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, and always education is key. Teach yourself about things that you're afraid of. Um, or that you want to learn more about, and pretty much you'll gravitate towards those. You won't, you won't be as afraid of going to the gym if you know how to do these things. You won't be afraid of squatting if you know how to squat. You won't be afraid of spiders if you literally know how spiders operate. I say that because I have arachnophobia and nothing will ever take that away. But that is something that I have to keep in my mind. If you know, They're really not that bad. They eat all the bugs. I don't like bugs. Look, I just don't like bugs. 
but just educate yourself on whatever topic that you're curious about or you're trying to explore. That leads into self-investment. Do not be afraid of that. One thing everybody should look into, time management. I want to do an episode on this in the future. I'm in a couple other topics on my mind. Um, But time management is something that everybody can benefit from because that is like the only finite resource. Really, it's time. Once your time is up, you're dead. You can't do anything that you wanted to do. Um, And I find myself wasting a lot of time. Social media is, ugh, it's not good. It's not good for a lot of people too. Um, So that's something that I limit just so I can manage my time better. We went over the form of a squat. Just remember, rotate your feet. Stand tall, twist the legs out. Lock up your hips, your glutes, your core, shoulders back and down. Don't let your head swing back or swing forward. Just keep it neutral. Try to maintain that tension throughout the entire movement. And when that tension goes, stop. Don't do anything else. Just relax. If you feel your knee shifting forward, put a chair behind you, pop a squat, make it more comfortable. Till you adapt, you will need that chair. Once you adapt, you will know because you will not feel like you're falling backwards. And I also implore everybody to look into greasing the groove. It's a concept by Pavel Satsulin. He's Russian. He's a very smart man. He's a good strength coach. Um, That's the man who got me into kettlebells at first, and I've learned a lot. But greasing the groove, that's something everybody can benefit from, everyone. All right, well, thank you for listening to Fit Talk. Please feel free to leave a review or share this with your friends and family. You can find the show on rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com or on Spotify. Please feel free to join the group on Facebook, Meta, whichever you want to call it. I just created it last week. Um, I got to get a profile picture up there, but I want to use that space for discussion, sharing resources, books, articles, um, challenges, anything that pretty much we can all do to increase our activity and our lifestyles. That's what I want to use it for. Also, feel free to send me questions, comments, concerns at askfitnick at gmail.com. Or you can just toss them into the Facebook slash meta group that I created. Keep learning, stay consistent, and have a fantastic day.